players do have their own way of getting around to communicating. I've seen someone spin around and just like spam and like follow you for a long time to communicate with you. Like that, that, that might have been me. <laughs> like, cause I can't communicate. So like, I would just chase people down on bikes and just see what they're doing. I'm gonna reiterate this a lot. This is a children's game, and yeah. people who complain about it are not children. I like the weird meta narrative that Pokemon put in, where it's like, it's the toxic fan base. You know, a lot of people before they were like, oh, what if trainers are actually out and harassing Pokemon? It's like, no, Pokemon are really out to harass you. Hello and welcome to Startown Radio, a game appreciation podcast where we talk about the good and bad of the games. Do we like all the games that we're going to review? No. Hell no. Uh, but today, we're talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Who's the we? It's me, Isaac Aton, game designer for Startown, and... Uh, Robert Lee, uh, composer, video game music theorist, and love for Pokemon. Awesome. Welcome, Robert. If you don't know, Robert is the guy who does... What's the right word? Composed? Composed. Yeah, the one who composed the uh, theme that Startown has at the end of every video. So again, thanks for that, dude. No problem. Anytime. Let's jump right into it. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Overall, what are your thoughts? I love the game. Like, I think Nintendo has a really great hold on this new port of Sword and Shield. You know, brand new perspective, brand new gameplay. And, you know, it's even though it's the same formula, you know, we're still catching, battling, becoming the champion. It's always something that we look forward to. Uh, and then even better, this I think this game, they just streamlined so much of what Pokemon is about. And they made it even better for, like, veteran players to enjoy and uh, beginners to just, like, fall in love with from the get-go. I've been trying to rank this game in terms of, like, my favorites. Because for me, like, uh, Emerald is my favorite, personally. Mm, me too, me too. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out where I'd rank it. I guess, personally, I would rank it pretty high up because, like, I think introducing uh, raid battles, if you guys haven't done raid battles yet, uh, raid battles is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And then, you know... Having to see the whole wild area is like probably one of my favorite parts of this game. It's definitely overall been one of my favorite Pokemon experiences so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really hard to rank it because it is really different from the other ones. But yeah, overall, definitely one of my favorite experiences. And um, yeah, I think from here on, I, I'm i going to say spoilers. <laughs> Just like, expect yeah. spoilers. So if you haven't played it and you're waiting till Christmas or whatever, um, our review is buy it. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, we can, you know, we can, before we, like, get into spoilers, we can just talk about um, the general logistics, things that we already know, that everyone already knows, you know? Like, uh, we can talk about the characters. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think of the characters? Uh, overall, I like them a lot. Like, I think this is one of the better written games. Yeah, I definitely think our rivals really have the animosity that we've been lacking in the past few installments, you know? Like, um uh they're just really out there to become a champion and just you know even we we can be healthy and friends but we're still trying to become the best and that was, was something we've been lacking the past few installments with like sun and moon um i don't even remember what happened who was our rival in x and y they weren't that memorable in my no, opinion no we had like four two at the time but like yeah. i don't remember most of x and y yeah x and y i don't remember most of that game yeah and then you know at the very the most reset I can probably think of is maybe Diamond and Pearl, but even then, Barry was more like living on his own schedule rather than actually trying to be our proper rival. Yeah, um, people described Hop, like the main rival, as a mix of Barry and How, 
and I think that's like a pretty proper description of him. Not only that, he also has a lot more depth than Barry and how oh, absolutely. have combined. Yes. Yeah, no, no. He, he is definitely one of the most, or one of the best written characters, I think, that Pokemon's had. Yeah, and then he's so expressive. Like, as the story progresses, we just see so many facets of him that we don't to get to experience of other rivals i think know? the whole game is a lot more expressive like compared to sun and moon our our own player character is like so expressive and i love it i totally agree i totally agree and then not only that like we have even though we have multiple rivals we don't get, suffer through the x and y syndrome where we lose touch of our rivals you know um, marnie always been marnie you know yeah. she has her own thing going on and you know even though she has less of a presence than hop and even Bede, um, I would say she still has a strong presence, especially when we get to late game. I think, yeah, overall, like the characters compared to like other games, they're much more memorable. Um, exactly, yeah. They're much more thought out. Mm-hmm. Even like smaller characters, like what's what's her name, Olena. Oh, I love Olena. She she even has like a lot more personality than like most other characters in other games. Exactly, but if, if I can't talk more about Olena until we get to our spoiler part. So yeah. So let's just keep going, Isaac. Just some other general quality of life updates that I really liked. Having three A buttons. Yes, three A buttons. Uh, I think definitely getting rid of the nickname option and setting Pokemon directly to the box. Oh, yeah. One of the best things. Yeah, that, that was something they took from... Um, I think Let's Go, yeah, right? Yeah, Let's Go had like just basically your, your Pokemon box just on hand at all times. Yo, that was also a great thing. I think not only that, um, just getting rid of the B run button. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, they got rid of it before, but, like, this is definitely, for a main installment, this is, like, a big improvement just because I'm always holding the B button just to run around. And, you know, that always kind of got in the way with some things. And, you know, it's not good for our fingers. Yeah, I, I definitely set this, um, set my uh, controller to the one-handed mode and was, like, flipping between left hand and right hand while I was playing. Mm-hmm. Because just, like, oh, I want to eat. Because Pokemon, I don't think, is a game that you need to be, like, invested in it needs your like you know constant focus yeah i mean you know people will be invested but like this is you know game for kids yeah absolutely so i don't need to be like both hands on the controllers at all times i want to be you know in one hand googling on on cerebi.com <laughs> like you know my my evolution stats or whatever mm-hmm. i think another great aspect of life and you know these are not spoilers is if we're talking about if we're not talking about like casual play, we can talk about competitive play too, in terms of um, nature mints. Nature mm-hmm. mints. It, I'm not sure if you tried it out yet, but like nature mints, I think are one of the best things to come in the game, especially for compet. I'm, I'm a minor competitive player myself, and like you know, I tried to get my best nature from my Pokemon as I try to get into competitive play and doing Battle Tower and all these other battle installments. Mm-hmm. And so I think it saved a lot of time than you know trying to hatch or breed or trying to restart the game to get a perfect nature for your pokemon when you can just not worry about until like late game and just do it my uh drum boom what's his name uh rillaboom rillaboom yeah he went to the pc box real fast for me just because he had like the worst nature for him Mm -hmm. i don't know i try i try to like play the game just as as is yeah as it is but man it was really tough Mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree and i i'm guilty myself last night trying to um 
well, I can't mention anything, but I was getting a certain gift Pokemon mm -hmm. from our friend. Mm -hmm. And um, I spent like maybe two, three hours resetting for the nature. Uh -huh. And I think, well, you know, obviously the good thing about how we talked about earlier, how we can not be super invested. I was just playing another game or like just kind of like casually lounging around as I was resetting. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that was a great aspect of life that we can just consider we can just get the nature mints but you know some people aren't as obsessed as, as i am oh yeah no for sure yeah I, i'm definitely i tr i'm i lean more on like the casual side like mm -hmm. for me pokemon is always just about like the adventure and the exploration exactly like there's definitely you know the competitive community and the collector's community mm -hmm. um it's not for me personally but if that's for you i think you know that's fine and i think that's the great thing about this game because they actually add a lot for both casual and competitive people yeah you're right like you get the um the catching charm which like ups your like mm -hmm. your lucky catch pretty quickly actually i think the only aspect of life that they took away for us is like reusable tms but then uh we can talk about raid battles when we get there all right um i don't really have any other non-spoiler spoiler things that i want to get into oh wait one thing it's kind of a spoiler but it's just a general warning if you haven't played the game yet the uh, evolutions in the game occur really fast. Oh, yeah. And I love it. But the first time it happened, it caught me off guard because I wanted to press B on my Grookey. <laughs> and so I got, you know, um, what's his name? I don't remember any of the Pokemon's names. Um, but I, he evolved real quick. Like, the evolution is like two seconds when it used to be, like, closer to ten, I think. Yeah. And I think, I think not going not going to lie, that actually streamlined. That's part of the whole streamlining of this game. For sure. Um. You know, I like how they just they got rid of a B button, got rid of, gave us Pokemon Box immediately from Let's Go. Mm -hmm. You got to um change your fashion almost immediately, which is really nice. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's just a lot of things that are kind of very intu intuitive. Mm -hmm. Pokemon has always been a children's game, but at the same time, they understand their audience is both children and people who are veteran players. Yeah. And so... I think it's a great thing that they started streamlining a lot of the things that we did not appreciate in the past Pokemon games. And I think kids didn't appreciate either. For sure. But, uh, you know, that's very objective for me. That's very subjective for me to say because I've been playing Pokemon since first generation. Yeah, this is an opinion podcast. So, like, you know, mm -hmm. if you like something and someone else doesn't, uh, audience member, shove off. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess we can just kind of get into it now. Okay, so then we can just say spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Honestly, there's probably going to be some non-spoilery stuff in here, but just be warned from here on out. Yeah, okay. Anyways, first thing that I wanted to talk about, absolutely not a spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the spin. The spin. Oh my gosh, I love the spin. Yeah. I think they did it to um, deal with people who like to like or kids who had ADHD who spun the joystick a lot. Mm -hmm. Regardless, I still spun it a lot too. Oh yeah, no, I spent the first like probably five or ten minutes of the game just in my house, spinning and posing in front of my mom. I was trying to figure out, I was trying to like time it so then I always landed in front, you know, facing towards the camera. Yeah. Just so I can get like, oh, I love, sorry, this is like kind of a tangent off, but with the spin, I love the fact that since we're using the Switch now, we can... Uh, screenshot and record Pokemon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of one of the greatest like um, install or improvements or like aspects that we can add to our Pokemon experience. The problem with Pokemon is its replayability factor mm -hmm. within the game. You know, if we restart the game, we can obviously replay it. But like, right? 
Um, you know, that's always been a Pokemon thing where we just can't go back to where we were. Right. And some some cutscenes and gameplay are absolutely beautiful, and I'm so glad we can finally screenshot or actually even record those yeah. moments. Yeah, no, like, definitely. Compared to, like, other Switch games, I have the most screenshots and recordings in mm-hmm. Pokemon compared to, like, Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. Yeah. And, you know, Breath of the Wild was own experience, but a lot of it was, like, on our own. Yeah. Have you played um a local wireless game yet? Yes, I yeah. have. I loved it. It was so much fun because uh, I had my friends Joe and uh, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. They both got sword, and we were just running around in the wild area. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was something genuinely really exciting about just running around together with friends in Pokemon. And not only that, I think when you play internet mode and you see all those people, like, going around... I think, like, even though we're strangers, but it's something very comforting to know that we're all just playing and starting off in this adventure together. Oh, hell yeah. I think that was one of the most exciting things. Like, every time a new installment comes in, you just feel that, like, childlike sense of um, excitement to play a game. Yeah. But that actually brings me to, like, I think my first critique of this game Mm -hmm. is that there was no communication options with players Uh, when you're online. I think that's true. I I think that comes from just Nintendo avoiding communication options because you know it can be a toxic space for people who can communicate yeah and i think they did that with splatoon too so i i totally understand what nintendo's going for yeah i just wish they had something like um like the smash bros option where it's like oh hey at the end of the battle or before the battle you can be like yo or like let's smash bro and just have like a preset option that you can just say to people in the wild just like I'm looking to catch Pokemon or something like that. Like they can totally censor it as much as they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd just be nice to be like hi to someone else in the game. I think that's true. I mean, uh, even but players do have their own way of getting around to communicating. I've seen someone spin around and just like spam and like follow you for a long time to mm-hmm. communicate with you. Like that, they that, set up that camps. might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> like because I can't communicate, so like I would just chase people down on bikes and just see what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think. Part of uh, part of being a, in the world of Pokemon is finding your own way. Yeah. And uh, I think that applies to Splatoon. If you've played Splatoon, um, Splatoon players have this have like different ways of communicating with each other. Players will find a way to communicate. I think that's not the biggest problem. Yeah. Like overall, I think my complaints with this game are very minor. Yeah. Same here. Um, I just wanted to bring them up because I think it's good to like open up dialogue about good and bad of games. And if we're gonna do that, then let's talk about um, let's talk about the overall mapping of the world, then, mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of people have mixed feelings. So I want to ask your opinions, on it, Isaac. Uh, as a design, I think it's fine. Um, overall, like I'm mixed on it, honestly. Like I think it's fine to just play through. I think they could have taken it a level further, but that would have been more narratively, because each uh, main section of the game is basically you start in like a town with a gym and then you go to two other gyms and then you come back to that third gym in the cy- in the cycle. Third or fourth, depending on like which area it is. And I think narratively that works really well. Like It's like a mini hero's journey. You know, you start here, you go out, you grow, and then you come back and you, then you face the challenger. They kind of did that similarly in Emerald or like the Ruby Sapphire generation where like you meet your dad, you go out, fight four gyms, and then you come back and then you fight him. Mm-hmm. So there is like that sense of like, you know what, I'm back in this place again and I'm stronger. Mm-hmm. I just wish they kind of, as a narrative, hit that a little harder. I see. Yeah. 
Um, but I think I'll, I want to talk about gym challenge like in a separate topic. Oh, for like, sure, for sure. I think I was talking about overall the general mapping, like mm-hmm. the plans and intric- uh, intricacies of the towns and themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I think wi- because like, you know, wild area by, by itself is so expansive. There's so much to do there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's always changing. So, so far, I still haven't explored the whole thing. Yet. I mean, I have, but like I haven't gotten to experience the whole thing. Oh, yet. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I feel... I'm talking about like when we get into a Hammerlock or a Wimden mm-hmm. or you know all those other towns comparing to the other games. I think they're beautiful, but I think they're just a little bit lacking or linear in terms of like the grander designs. Besides Wimden, mm-hmm. but Wimden's not barely cutting it. I'm not sure if that's a product of us being the Switch, or you know they just didn't they spend a lot more time in other aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to say. Um, well, how about I give you some examples? Okay. So uh, let's take Alistair's town, still mm-hmm. one stage. At first, it's kind of like, okay, you see a little market, and then the gym is right there. Right. And the only divergence is probably the mural and those little like ladder cases out on the side. Right, right. And that was probably the most we get out of that town. And mm-hmm. we move on to Opal through the forest. Right. And through the fo- and to Opal, we just we go to the stadium, and it's like one tangent. And it doesn't even lead anywhere. It's just a dead end. Oh, yeah, you're okay. I think a love is sacrifice for intricacies, which I love about old Pokemon, mm-hmm. just being a part of a town and going out everywhere. But may- maybe it's just like my nostalgic losses because, you know, I feel like some towns, like let's take Fursino, right? Do you remember mm-hmm. uh, uh, the fourth gym leader, the ghost type gym leader, Heart- Hartcove, or I don't remember where it was. But Purple it was- lady though, right? Yeah, Purple okay, lady. Okay. Yeah, and she had, I think I really appreciated her city in mm-hmm. all Sinnoh. And even Unova, like the big, big Apple City was so much, you know, and Kalos too, Luminos mm-hmm. has such a big, expansive city. And it was just a whole, it was just one big circle. Yeah. Okay. I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot to do in most of the towns. Mm-hmm. Um, design wise, I liked them all. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. There wasn't a whole lot of character yeah. Yeah. to them beyond the aesthetic. I think we, I mean, at least now we can interact with Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Before they were just kind of like Pokemon, but sometimes we see them like, we can actually talk to Pokemon better, like on, off map, you know? Yeah. I think that was like one of the things like I really liked. I was like, we can talk to Pokemon off map. It's really cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the personalities, like, I think they did a great job mm-hmm. at expressing those like Pokemon personalities constantly through the game. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, it is the same thing over and over and over again. It was great to see a Wooloo rolling around in the background, and then you see, you know, whatever, like an, a different Pokemon interacting with the world in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. I think the small shifts that they've made in this game are for the better, including the national decks. I don't know if you want to get into that just yet. I'm ready anytime. Okay, yeah, let's 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 jump right into that. What are you, what is your take on the national decks? I. As a long-time Pokemon player, I'm a little bit disappointed that I don't get my favorite Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But I understand, like, playing through the whole game, I understand the sacrifices they had to make to accommodate for the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, they had almost every single Pokemon have an overworld sprite on in the wild area and just, like, routes in general. Mm-hmm. They rotate the Pokemon. They included the animations. They include their personalities. They included like reactions to when you get there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like so much that they have to do to 
handle this whole new port mm-hmm. in the span of like one two years you know yeah i think a lot of the subtlety kind of got lost on the community especially leading up to the game because mm-hmm. that's i think what the game does really well is the subtlety mm-hmm. um because when people when game freak announced oh hey you know we're gonna cut down on the roster to make room for more animations and stuff people were expecting a lot of the battle animations like one of the things i know was brought up was like oh man in pokemon stadium or whatever Blastoise, like, when he used Hydro Pump, Hydro Pump, it actually shot out of the back of his cannons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's what a lot of people were expecting. Mm-hmm. It was, like, these big, glamorous animations. But what we got, I think, and what I liked about it was the subtleties. Um, I talked about it in, like, one of my videos mm-hmm. earlier. But um, the subtleties is what made the Pokemon world, I think, so much more lively this time. Like, Sudowoodo, for his animation, he barely moves. And it's hilarious because, like, that's his character. He's trying to be a tree, so he's stiff. Like I said before, Wooloo rolls, Bounce Sweet bounces, and, like, there's so much movement and different personalities to each of these Pokemon now. Yeah. And not only that, I think, you know, when we were ta- when people were picking on the animations, they really cherry-picked of which animations are being brought up. For example, Cinderace, someone brought up, like, oh, Double Kick. Well, Double Kick has never been that great of an animation from any of the other games in the get-go. You know, Cinderace has his own animation with Pyro Ball. And if you've seen it yourself, like, he kicks a rock and does, like, a whole soccer animation. And I think that animation is so well done. And, like, it's so, like, smooth as it hits the Pokemon. So, you know, why cherry pick Double Kick? Do you yeah. actually use Double Kick? And also, like, in terms of just worker working scope, like, if you wanted to just give him, you know, the general physical attack animation. A lot of Pokemon's physical attack animations for, like, Tackle take like one or two seconds so you're gonna have to watch that twice and i don't think that that's for entertainment wise like that's just a waste of a player's time you know and if you wanted to do a light attack for each of pokemon you know that's whatever 300 400 specific animations you're gonna have to do for each pokemon in addition to everything else that you've done and i don't i don't know i get what people want I don't think it's viable, like, financially for the people who are working on the game. And not only that, you know, I think us as a community have taken Pokemon for granted. Mm-hmm. Because they do produce really amazing games in the span of one to two years, and mm-hmm. which is a hard thing to do. A lot of games take a longer time to produce. Yeah. And, you know, they may be, like, a big company, but their workers are still limited. Their, like, direction is limited. They have to produce a story produce new pokemon do animations and do mapping like that's a lot to ask of like a company yeah and you really can't for pokemon especially because it's such a massive ip Mm -hmm. you can't delay the game because you know there's an anime coming there's a trading card game coming you can't delay everything you know exactly and and that's and i think that's probably why they do um sequels to a lot of their games Mm -hmm. is they release the first game and then they get a chance to have a little more time and improve on the game. But, like, you know, if we're talking about just Sword and Shield, like, starting off, I think it's already an amazing game. And yeah. The lot, and I've noticed a lot of people who have been complaining about it actually don't actually play the game itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. There's definitely people who are going to be mad for the sake of being mad. I think that's just a large part of mm-hmm. not even just gamer culture. That's just culture. And, you know, we can... Uh, not only for national decks, we can also relate to the animations. You know, if you notice, there are people who complain about the tree animations inside the wild area, which I believe is a very a minute detail. That oh yeah, I, there, there's so many things like I noticed, like oh, the shatter, of the, of the shadow, like renders weird here or whatever. And it's like okay, I'm not really looking at a tree. Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, also, I remember, I'm going to reiterate this a lot. This is a children's game. And yeah. people who complain about it are not children. Yeah, no, like, if you compare this game to, like, Red and Blue, it has so much more polish. Just because technology has moved, improved so much since then, since then alone. And this is, like, like, the first few seconds starting off is already such a hype game. You know, we get to meet Leon... And we get to see his Gigantamax chars. I'm like, I need that. Yeah, no, I was not expecting them to reveal that so fast. Like they they hit the ground running with this game. And I think we I think we should uh talk about that too. And when talk let's talk about the story. Oh yeah, for the sure. Sto- yeah. Let's talk about like the pacing of the game. I think. How do you feel about it? Overall, I like it. I think that like going into it with like the expectations of older games can kind of ruin it because. Uh, I think, you know, compared to the other games, this game is much more um, champion-focused. Mm-hmm. Like, I think other games, especially starting with... Um, no, I think since the beginning, like, it's always been like, oh, you're going to be champion, but also you got to fight the evil team of this region or whatever. I think that's I think that's one of the beauties of this game. Like, doing your focus on your journey, yeah. you know? And, like, um, all the other stuff, it's not really your business. Yeah, it's it's nice like background stuff, and they literally tell you, "Oh, hey, yeah, don't don't worry about like this giant explosion. Go, go exactly. have exactly go, go become champion." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I think that was like good pacing too, because I I saw a lot of people complain about like the pacing, but plot. I'm like, the plot is for you to become the champion of Pokemon, and that's always been the plot from the beginning. Yeah, no, the biggest payoff I think was um beating the game. Because yeah. you know how, like, the um, the intro section, normally it has, like, the legendary Pokemon doing mm-hmm. something kind of fancy or striking, like, a pose. Yeah. This one was just the stadium field, and it's empty. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think there's just a single Pokeball on the field, and that's it. Yeah. But once you beat the game and you reload into it, like, it's you stanced up with your Pokemon behind you. Yeah, I saw. Like, that was so hype when I, like, loaded back in. I was like, oh, shit. I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. It was genuinely, like... A really rewarding feeling to be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, this game is about me. Like, forget uh, Solgaleo or whoever, like, whatever Pokemon is, you know, posing at the intro card normally. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this game's about me, and I like that. And I think, I think that was like one of my favorite things about this game, where they kind of sprinkle in plot here and there, but like the main point is for you to be a Pokemon challenger, start off your journey, get yeah. to the end, you know, and everything that comes in between is just all your friends supporting you, I and mean, then we're just like do it just get there yeah i think the gym challenge is one of my favorite gym battle sequences Mm -hmm. and all the other of all the installments yeah i think there were some that like i was like okay cool this is kind of just hokey like um uh for you i think you had the fighting girl no i i have shield so shield yeah so i have i have exactly the same as you i have alistair and i have um Melanie. Melanie. Yeah, yeah. Like, the gym gimmicks were, like, some of them were okay. Like, yeah. the weird um, pinball one was fine. <laughs> Alistair. Yeah. I, I actually, not gonna, I actually kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the lacking ones was, like, Opal, the fairy type gym leader. You, you didn't like that one? Well, I think because, like, she was this Q&A, and uh-huh. it kind of reminded me of, like, Trick Room. There wasn't, like, I think it was, it's been done before, mm-hmm. so it wasn't completely something, like, new to me oh but i think i was at the same time i understood like okay they can't always do something new yeah but it was kind of it was very cute though yeah no I, I think this game again going back to the writing i think it's fun i think it's really cheeky like the fact that it's like what did i eat for breakfast and you just have to guess and then because <laughs> of that your stats go down oh, like God. i thought that was like so funny and like i don't know i had a really good time was, i had a good time yeah 
I think they took this gym challenge as an expansion from Trials from uh, Sun and Moon, where, you know, we lost gyms in Trials, mm-hmm. but they gave us back both the aspect of the trial of doing something outside of just battling trainers. Yeah. And doing something very creative and fun, but still feeling like we accomplished something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't honestly remember most of the... Um challenges from sort or sun and moon mm-hmm. like the only one that like sticks clearly in my head was the um the volcano one where it's like what's yeah. wrong with this picture and then like the pokemon just appears in it yeah i'm the top of my favorite gym challenges is probably um let's see i think it was the ice one because like even though the ice one was like done like where you walk around mm-hmm. and you might fall through a hole it was a lot more creative this time and it was pretty challenging i would yeah. say so myself i think um sometimes i think recently pokemon's gone a little bit easy mm-hmm. let's and for better for better or less words have gone a little bit easy for a player to just go through and finish the game really fast yeah and i think i think having a little challenge is a little healthy yeah they, they did a good job of like mixing up the gameplay experience mm-hmm. without like you know going out and bringing in brand new things mm-hmm. like like yeah the, the little pinball thing from alistair it it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I personally didn't care much for it just because yeah. like okay cool it's I get what this is like but it but it was fun to be like oh cool uh, teacups but also pinball. <laughs> I think it was just very unique and took us. I mean we still battle people in the end but like it makes it up in a way where we can just enjoy the gym itself and I feel like when we got there we got there it's like yeah we got here yeah because I think most gyms if I remember correctly leading up to Sun and Moon's um change was basically just oh kind of a weird maze with like a small gimmick Mm. but like i think this game this game took the best of like the maze ideas and the best of like the challenges and like put them into one not only that it actually felt like we're doing a gym like compared to anime like we're actually doing a gym you know like before we just kind of challenge people but then like when you put in like the anime perspective or even a real life perspective it's like are these people like part of working for the gym are they like what are they and then do they expect us to suffice a gym right on oh yeah no it felt like a much more cohesive experience as opposed to you're just some punk kid running around the t- running around the region beating up people and taking their little jewelry exactly and so it felt it felt like we were like it's like people acknowledge that you were a gym challenger yeah and the fact that you were participating in the gym and then as soon as you got to fight the gym leader oh my god those battles were so hype i, I really liked the um the gym music. Oh, I like, like the, the battle gym, music. The yeah. gym leader music, especially when you got to the end and you Dynamax. Yeah. I mean, here, na, 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 na. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah, the crowd participation made it feel like a much richer experience. And especially the fact that we had a crowd made it feel like, hey, this is, you're actually being part of something bigger. Yeah, because like, um, let's the Let's Go games did that kind of, but it was like, oh, 20 people in the crowd and they're kind of weirdly spaced out. Mm-hmm. Love the gym challenge. In my, oh, yeah. In my personal opinion, I love the gym challenge, you know? Yeah, and I love the way it, it built up to the end because they, uh, they got rid of the Elite Four in this game completely. Oh, yes. Like, and they replaced it with a tournament. And story-wise, that makes so much more sense than, oh, four random people locked in their own rooms and like, they're just there to fight challengers. Yeah, and and that really added to the whole like you're gonna accomplish something. Yeah, kind of feeling because like you know, Belief Four were like oh four pillars that you had to defeat because who I don't know how they decided, but they're just there. They're just strong players. I mean, you fight the champion, 
And if you defeat the champion, I guess he's still the champion from the old games. Yeah. He doesn't become an Elite Four, which is weird. And then when you became the champion, you still had to fight through Elite Four and Sun and Moon, which also didn't make any sense. Yeah. And so I think this getting rid of Elite Four and you know giving us a cup or like mm-hmm. a tournament kind of feel was great. Yeah. Plus, like if you go through it and play it again and again, you get you know you get to fight all the different gym leaders plus some just randos. Like I fought like some dude named David. <laughs> I don't know who he was or where he came from, but like he had a weird ass like team. It wasn't like type specific. Mm-hmm. So the gym challenges, you can go back and it's fun, replayable. And plus, like when you do that, you get to like, oh, I want like this team to pose on my starting screen now because <laughs> each time you do it, it resets. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So my goal is to level 100 yampers and then beat <laughs> be the championship match. So when I load up the game, I just see some yampers behind me hanging out. And we can talk about level 100 because we, when we get to raid battles, we get those experience candies, which is also one of the greatest things about this game because they know people spend a lot of time leveling. So before, the grind was really hard. Yeah, no, there's no grind in this game, but like in a good way. In a good way because like I think Pokemon streamlined it into just you can enjoy the other aspects of the game and still get rewarded and not have to feel like you're falling behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the post game to like most other games is you know, Battle Tower. But you don't get a whole lot from Battle Tower. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get cool items, but your Pokemon can't necessarily grow from that because they cap you at level 50 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, now that you get to do max raid battles, you get to do these challenging fights. You get to do them with people online, which is insanely fun. Mm-hmm. But you also get like that level rewarding or like the XP candies. Yeah, exactly. And max raid battles. Oh my gosh. They are so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just being able to go around, find those pillars of light, and just being able to share this Pokemon with other people and be like, hey, you want to fight them? You want to take them down? Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. And then, you know, they, they even did, I think, one of the genius things that people don't appreciate is the fact that they cap damage. Mm-hmm. So then everyone, we all contribute in a way, and then no one can over-contribute, especially when we get to, like, two to five stars because they start giving them damage barriers yeah that, that was one of the weird things that i or one of the weird things i saw online when people were like everything wrong with this game it's like you can an npc can one shot the max raid battle bosses and it's like i don't know have did you ever experience anything close to that no i think very confusing with an actual player that joined them because like yes if you play a one star raid you can cap them in one shot yeah but when we talk about like three four five star raids when they have like at least one to two barriers and sometimes they have ranging between three and six yeah that is when you get a real challenge Mm -hmm. and you know especially you're trying to add people so i think probably the only downfall with um max raid battles is the harder the battle the Mm -hmm. more need you have to actually play with other people yeah and if you don't have internet or if you don't have people around you you can't actually do those battles though it can be smooth i think it was one of the greatest additions to the game oh for sure yeah no i spent definitely a lot of time just doing raid battles and Mm -hmm. not progressing in the story yeah i think that was me too and then i realized i can get stronger raid battles if i finish the story so it was kind of it was both give and take where i've spent i want to explore but i also need to progress the story but then there's like good balance between both where yeah. like you never felt like you had to do one or the other. Yeah. I don't know. I the people who like say, Oh man, the game's not good because I beat it in sixteen hours, it's like you didn't 
play the game then you, you just ran through the story and i i totally agree i was thinking about that too because like i do have friends who like finish a story very fast just to get to the post game and i'm like there's a very there's a pokemon game and it's a rpg where you should really enjoy the adventure yeah. like just the journey to get there yeah that, that that's the other thing, thing that befuddles me about pokemon community especially is they rank games on like post game and it's like okay but you play the game to play the game exactly and you know a lot of the games have their own character to it yeah and like doing it represents the game and so if people like oh this game's not memorable it's because you didn't spend the time enjoying it because personally i think i like all the pokemon installments with x and y being the least memorable mm-hmm. but like even then x and y was still memorable yeah it had the 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 local wireless function on at all times and like for me that made the game like i fought some dude on the light rail on the way to school one time and i just made a friend online i'm like oh cool i've never had this experience before and no i think my favorite thing about x and y oh you know we're tangenting off but like Mm -hmm. x and y was lumino city Mm -hmm. there were so many nooks and crannies about the city that i loved i loved that part like it was Mm -hmm. so much fun just being able to explore and i think you know uh sword and shield does that really well with the wild area Mm -hmm. the wild area is like even though like it's a whole big you know plane of things Mm -hmm. there's still always something to do no matter how much you think you've already done it yeah like honestly i just like hanging out in the wild area Mm -hmm. sometimes like for one i love the music there Mm -hmm. the music (laughs) the bagpipes yeah but like um because like there's like three or four different songs i think that play there right Mm -hmm. i believe so yeah like so like compared to like breath of the wild like obviously there's a scale difference here Mm-hmm. But like the things that I did like more about like this open world was that there was like tonal differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Breath of the Wild, gorgeous game, excellent game, always kind of quiet unless you were in a battle. But I appreciate like they knew they weren't going Breath of the Wild status, so they made it more compact. And there was a lot to do in a tiny area. But like even when you're in those tiny areas, the tone changes. So like oh, suddenly like the music picks up and it's like yeah i'm gonna go run around or it's like oh it's quiet like breath of the wild and it's gorgeous let's talk and do you want to talk a little bit about the wild area like our overall experiences and how you feel oh, about yeah it? yeah like uh overall i liked it a lot mm-hmm. um my i do wish you know there were more hm uses like they had like the toros um where you can break rocks like that was the thing before they could have done a rock climb kind of thing from um what's it gen four when they had the rock climb, mm-hmm. you know, I wish there was like more unlocking of it because it was, everything was basically gated behind, you know, your Rotom bike on water. Yeah. And just for like progression sake, I think it would have been fun to be like, Oh, now I can climb up this hill or now I can break these rocks. And I think that was just also a creative choice on Pokemon just because, um, before people always complain about like having HM locks Yeah, and it's like, okay, now we took it away now do you want it i personally have never had a problem with hms mm-hmm. i like to being able to be like okay cool so now i get to cut down these trees and access this area i think it was also a question of common sense too mm-hmm. just because like for people like oh i can't i can't walk past a tree because i can't cut it mm-hmm. i can't climb back back up a hill it's like well okay yeah. And, you know, we talk about HM locks and, like, how they gave us fly immediately mm-hmm. as soon as we got to the first town. I think that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I think from my experience with Wild Area, I love to seeing overworld sprites. And not only that, I see fully evolved Pokemon. 
yeah, I agree. Like the personality was there. I loved seeing all the Pokemon like run out of the grass and try to murder you. <laughs> I hate Sneasel. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, Sneasel and um. Oh my god. But no, it was so much fun though. Like I'm glad you got to ex- like we got to experience the world in that way. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I think it finally makes sense. We could see fully evolved Pokemon just wandering about. Yeah. And it's like we can actually catch them too. We're not like hidden behind some kind of gaming game where we can't touch them ever. And they can f*** you up. If you're starting off a game, you know, if you're still listening, do not touch the Onyx. You know, you're very tempted. Do not do it. I absolutely did that and I got wrecked. But like, that was me playing like a confident Pokemon. Like, oh yeah, you know, Pokemon's an easy game. I can do this. Yeah, no, I got one shot and I had the type advantage. Yeah, it just be like that. Yeah, no, it, it was genuinely fun though. To, like, be humbled by Pokemon like that. Yeah, and especially, you know, a lot of people before, they were like, oh, what if trainers are actually out and harassing Pokemon? It's like, no. Pokemon are really out to harass you. <laughs> yeah, I love all those compilations online of just the wild area is a dangerous place where all they're, where they're, like, charging at you. Yeah, especially when you see a beware charger. You finally fear. You finally feel the true fear. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that. Yeah, but, like, again, they did a, such a good job of, like, balancing personalities because, obviously, there are some Pokemon that are going to charge at you and, like, chase you down. You know, they're gunning for blood. Yeah. But there's also some, like, the Bounce Suite or, like, they just come up and, like, balance their Gamper. Like, hello. And, like, they have personality and it's so nice. People who haven't played the game who refuse to play the game because they're complaining about small, small minute details don't really get to enjoy what this game is really going to give us. It's, yeah. like, all those small details, all the attention to detail – all to make us like feel excited to be a part of a new adventure. Yeah, like is it a hard game? No. And if that's what you want, you know, then play another game. Yeah, play a different game. But like if you like Pokemon and you like the world and you like just hanging out, this is a really good game. And I always think people complain and they still choose to be a part of like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But then they choose to like not enjoy Pokemon. So they choose to be part of it and not enjoy it. I'm like, well, now you have a choice what do you want to do do you want to enjoy or do not and honestly like i think pokemon is like the star wars of video games like star wars i think is a movie series like anyone can enjoy you know Mm -hmm. like i think pokemon's the anyone can enjoy kind of game because it doesn't really have a very high skill ceiling like you can play the game and just put in the time and you'll win you know and you know i think that accomplishes the point because it's made for kids yeah but at the same time like battle the battle tree or battle tower and all like there's more challenge to the game like the raid battles you have to be kind of good and smart about how you play the raid battles are definitely there yeah like there's a challenge there yeah and i think pokemon it's like this is one of the better games where they introduce us to actually having a challenge yeah you know before we had battle subway battle tree by the way i'm still a little bit miffed because I think my favorite installment of, like, the battle system was actually the first installment of Battle Frontier from Emerald. Mm -hmm. And they haven't improved it since. I mean, I think they gave it first for Sinnoh. But, you know, that's about it. I really loved um, all the different facilities from Emerald. Yeah. And ever since past Sinnoh, it was just kind of like one place where we just battle. Yeah. And it didn't really feel like I'm engaging. They kind of do that in this game. Like, have you talked to the, the dude with the green jacket in Battle Tower yet? Not yet, not yet. Oh, not yet. he, um, if you talk to him, he's like, hey, you want, want me to loan you some Pokemon? It's oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh so, okay, so, so, rental Pokemon, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, there is, like, a little bit of that system. 
I get that they don't have time to render out an entire, you know, theme park. It'd be, I mean, it's been quite a few generations. So I think the only thing I'm asking as a veteran player is mm-hmm. to, if you'd give us a whole battle system, give us a little bit of that um, theme part because I think that was half of the fun. Because, uh-huh. like, especially Emerald, you know, starting off, no one was a competitive player. Yeah. You know, uh, those game, our, um, the Game Boy Advance games leading up to DS is when we mm-hmm. start getting competitive. But, like, um, those games back then, we were just like, okay, you're here to compete. But, like, it's a whole new system that you're not used to. And I yeah. was like, that was very creative, too, because each one had a different theme. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, how should I deal with this? How should I deal with that? Honestly, and if they just reused the exact same, like, I combat would not, games. I would not mind. Exactly. I agree, too. I would not mind. Because, like, you know, Pokemon's always been known to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they did so much in this game. I'm maybe the only thing I'm asking a little more for, and I always ask every single installment, is give me Battle Frontier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's fair. That definitely was a place, looking back, where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to run around because it's fun to be in the Battle Frontier. Yeah, and it was something very memorable. And, you know, I kind of wish it gave us Delta Emerald, where we can give us <laughs> Battle Frontier. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of these days, or a Sinnoh remake. Oh, yeah, Sinnoh remake, everyone's going to lose their stuff. Yeah, no, if, if they did Sinnoh with, like, Sword and Shield systems minus obviously the, like the wild area mm-hmm. i would really enjoy that because to be honest as a kid sino is probably one of my least favorites but anyways getting back to sword and shield i loved hop i we kind of touched on touched on it a second ago hop was definitely one of my favorite pokemon and I, or pokemon trainers and i really wanted to get into that yes like he's i think my personal favorite rival all right and i, I would say the same uh, out of all the rivals we've had he's you know, uh, let's go for a route. Like, I think Hop, you know, the whole rivals from uh, Sword and Shield mm-hmm. have that animosity we haven't had since Green and Silver. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Green and Silver had that animosity that made us push us to be better. You know, Hop especially, you can see his growth yeah. and him wanting to get better and beat us, even though he was still our friend. Yeah, like, um, what's his name? Gary Oak, Blue, whatever you want to call him. I think uh, people call him Green. Oh, do they call him green now? Yeah, because his pants are green. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever you call him, he was, you know, in your face, and that was a lot of fun. But, like, Pokemon, like, has thematically changed to be about friendship. And then, like, but since they made that change, a lot of the rivals we've had are, like, kind of pushovers. Yeah, that's why I said this game has that animosity that yeah. pushes us to get better. And, and I, I loved that he was the little brother to the current champion. Mm-hmm. Like... The fact that he, like, actually gets down in the dumps and, like, there is a point where, like, he really isn't competing with you because he's just getting his ass handed to him by Betty or or whoever. That she, like, I think he also lost to um, one of the later gym leaders. Like, he was getting his ass kicked by a lot of people and he was getting down about it. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because there was something really nice about having a character live in the shadow of the champion in that way. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as the player character... And people who already know the, um, you know, the Pokemon story structure of you, you become champion. So like the champions, like ultimate, your ultimate rival. A lot of us don't get to feel or get that connection with the champion the same way Hop does or mm-hmm. the, the same way Hop made us because like he's the younger brother. He lives in the shadows. You can definitely tell his whole range of emotion when he gets down the dumps. He has personal conflict. He has uh, motivation. 
Um, he has resolve. I think all of that really reflect in him as a person. And we get to actually experience it and then see those tidbits as we go for a gym challenge. And so this is why I don't I don't appreciate people who like run through the game so fast because it all happens at once for them. But if we take our time, we actually see it progress for yeah. hop instead of happening all at the same time. And especially especially when we get to um when we get to the final when we get to Wyndham uh, Stadium and we get to go against Hop and you can just see his like disappointment but at the same time his like love for his friend. Yeah. I- and like speaking of like the championship battle, like when he does like his little face slap and then he throws out his Pokemon, mm-hmm. like it's mirroring uh, Leon. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really nice touch because like he absolutely is living in his brother's shadow, like I said. Mm-hmm. But like by the end of the story, he steps out on his own. It's like, no, I don't want to be champion. You know, that was me trying to be my brother. Yeah. But I'm gonna be my own person. And like he's still like a rival. Like um, I don't know if you played replayed or re- if you fought him again when doing the um championship battles he brings freaking zashian out like who brings a legendary pokemon out man come on i think that was one of the greatest things too because like our rival gets the legendary pokemon Mm -hmm. and it's like you're really gonna do that yeah that's crazy and like because before it felt like we never our rivals like they were there but they never really kind of grew with us yeah and the fact that like by the end of the story oh yeah we've caught the god of the you know the region (laughs) <laughs> so we're the all-powerful person. No one stands a chance to us. No, your rival also caught the other uh, legendary Pokemon. So, you know, you're not that special, kid. Yeah, and we can talk about other rivals, too. Let's talk about Bede. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Bede, man? He was a lot of fun. Like, they brought back Green. They brought back Green, and that's what I loved about it. Like, as yeah. soon as I saw him, I saw his attitude. I'm like, I'm going to like you already. Yeah. And I think half of it was, like, you know, besides being, like, endorsed by the chairman, like, he had no reason to be vis- vicious. And yeah. I love that about him. It's like, you're just going to be vicious just because? That's fine by me. Yeah. And I like that also they didn't, like, overclutter the narrative with having three rivals. Yeah. Like, they took him out because, like, oh, hey, he's wearing pink. And, like, Opal needs someone wearing pink to run the gym. <laughs> I think that was so funny just because he was just, like, he actually gets he gets punished for being a dick. And then he gets redeemed. And I think I love that, especially when you see him come back at the end, where he is your, he's still your rival in the end. And no matter what, he'll still be your rival. I love that. Yeah, it, it was fun. I, I definitely liked his arc too, a lot more than a lot of other rivals that we've had. And not only that, even though we had three rivals, and I would say they had, besides Hop, the Marnie and Beta have lots of presence. Mm-hmm. Their presence is still a lot stronger in terms of adding to the feel of the game compared to like i'm going back to it i'm going back to x and y where both yeah. three five ish rivals i don't remember their aspirations i don't remember their names i don't remember why they're like going out on a challenge too it just felt like i was just beating them up every yeah, no, single time they were all ju- they were all the same character of i'm friendly let's fight yeah and i was just like all right it's nothing new nothing yeah. special and you know i love how you know i love sun and moon yeah. sun and moon was even though like it wasn't that challenge it was a lot of fun it was it was a lot of fun especially ultra sun and moon you yeah, know if you after play- you get like through that hour of tutorial grind at the beginning yeah sun and moon was a lot of fun i really just appreciate it like i love how you know he was very chilled and laid back and it was very interesting to see us become a champion being us being technically the rival in the most traditional sense yeah you know but you know it was how is this 
not there to become the champion in my opinion it didn't feel like he wants to become the champion yeah no he, he was there to have a good time and he had a good time <laughs> yeah he had a good time i love how but like here we we were fighting we we're all grinding out everyone had their own mission yeah you know bede neat was working for rich Hammond. how wants to be the best and be better than his brother um us obviously becoming the champion and then mm-hmm. marnie wanted to become the champion to prove um her brother yeah right and i loved all of it you know and so I think it was all unique and all of them mm-hmm. very memorable. And because we didn't have so many characters that we needed to focus on, that we could appreciate the experience more. Yeah, they, all the rivals definitely tied in to the story in different ways, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of that, Team Yell with Marnie, <laughs> I, I think I think um, Team Skull is gonna be my favorite team, like my my favorite evil team uh-huh. for a long time. Yeah. But Team Yell was a lot of fun. I liked how they joined forces with us at the end. And yeah. I, think, I think overall, Team Yell nev- was never even a bad team in the first place. They were just like overcrazed fans. Yeah. And then in the end, when you see them all relating to the, la- to the second to last gym, you're like, oh, okay. You know, they're never bad people to begin with. And I think that also added to the experience where we don't have to focus so much on some alternate story at the yeah. same time we had to focus on our own journey. I like the weird meta narrative that Pokemon put in where it's like, it's the toxic fan base. But then like <laughs> by the end, the toxic fan base kind of comes around. It's like, Hey, we're here for the same reason you are. We're here to appreciate Pokemon. Exactly. That was a fun, I don't know if that was intentional on their part to be like, Hey, let's address the fact that we have our gaming communities at large have these toxic fan bases. Mm-hmm. Who at the core just love the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that was like an intentional narrative or not. I'd love to see interviews to see if they are. I think I think it might be also related to maybe the idol scene. Mm-hmm. In the idol scene back in uh, Japan where they have like idols and they have people like screaming and yelling and like being a little toxic fighting for their own phase. But uh, I don't, I'm not too sure myself so i don't want to dig deep into it if i don't i'm not quite sure about where it's going but i have to say when we get to the end and we see marnie cheering us on with team yell i Mm -hmm. think that was very wholesome and Mm -hmm. i loved it i loved it so much i felt i really felt connected yeah yeah i also like that for some reason pierce (laughs) follows you around throughout the post game like yeah i he, he he wasn't like the biggest character like in the main game, but like for some reason he's the one who's like, yeah, all right, let's do this. And then at the end, it's like, don't call me again. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I think all of it, I think everyone's personality was very unique. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's also one of the greatest things about this game is like mm-hmm. even the gym leader's personalities, like we really play a part in, um, we really play a part in the overall experience, especially when we get to like the final gym and you talk to all of them. Yeah. And they all talk to you. And, you know, they all have their aspirations. They all have their, like, own personalities they're living out. They're not, like, adding to your experience. They're their own experience. Yeah, because I think there were a lot of forgettable gym leaders in most Pokemon games. But I think this one, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I had a good time hanging out with, like, each one of these people. And they have their own personalities. If you and me can, like, talk about each gym leader, we can still remember one good thing that we had with them. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, like... Everyone had a personality. I think the weakest one for me was probably Melanie, the ice gym. I I think so too. But even then, she had like some interesting like as- facets of her. But yeah. you know, that's really picking and choosing. 
yeah, no, like I could complain about this game, but like bottom of, like bottom line is I had a great experience. Mm-hmm. I I still can't confidently call it my favorite Pokemon game, but there were so many things about this that like, oh yeah, no, I'm ready to once we finish this podcast, pick up the game again and continue playing. Oh, same here, same here. I actually brought <laughs> my Switch. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um. I think the basic review of this game is there's a lot of really good details to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that if you take the time and experience the game, like for what it's supposed to be, as opposed to, you know, racing through it, mm-hmm. there's a lot to really like about this game. If you want it to like nitpick and be like, oh, the Zawardo uh, ladder that stops time, you know, that honestly makes sense as a design. Because if you have Pokemon charging you while you're on the ladder, that's just cumbersome. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, overall, I think it's been a great experience. Also, climate change is real, guys. Pokemon said so. Oh, yeah. No, you can look at Galarian Corsola. We can talk about the plot. Like, climate change is real. And uh, don't believe people who say otherwise. Yeah, Pokemon says it's real. So you legally have to believe them now. Yeah, like, think about poor Corsola. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's it for me, honestly. I had a great time playing this. I I love the game. I think I'm I'm. It's one of those games that I'm gonna be playing for like a while. I'm gonna be investing quite a few hours. Yeah, no, the the max raid battles definitely bring a lot of replayability to like a story alone. Like compared to like most games, I think Sun Moon. For as much as I like it, I never want to replay it again. But um, this game, I honestly wouldn't mind playing through again. I don't think it's the pacing kind of gets a little weird towards the end, but like I think overall like it doesn't really hold your hand in the same way other games have. Oh, uh one last thing, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about max raid battles, I think one greatest hooks they have from this game is the fact that we have max raid battles and we have exclusive pokemon in those battles where oh, yeah, you can't yeah. actually like breed them. So that's part I was like that's great. Especially if you've seen some of the Gigantamax. So that's what they're called, guys. Gigantamax forums that are only available in raid battles or if they're given to you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can't actually reproduce them whatsoever. And so they add so much, like, um, I would say need mm-hmm. to be to actually participate in it. And so Pokemon did a really good job, like, um, in- incorporating this element and putting an actual need to replay this element over and over until we get what we want. And even then, we still play them because they're so much fun. I think this is probably going to be the first Pokemon game where I complete the decks. <laughs> I've always completed the decks, but I I want to complete even more in this game. I, I've never wanted to. It's never been a part of the game that I've liked mm-hmm. personally. So like when like the national decks came out, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's fine. I don't care personally. But like the way they designed this game of like the max raid battles and the open world, and then the fully of fully evolved Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I for sure want to, like, finish this game. It's it's going to be a goal. It removed a lot of the nonsense, grindy aspects oh of other God. Pokemon games. Yeah, I hated I hated just breeding and leveling a Pokemon I didn't even like. Yeah. You know, like, now we can just skip the whole step. You know, we can even use XP candies, like, yeah, let's go, right? And I think that was, that was a great aspect. Mm-hmm. Great, great aspect. Hey, y'all. Uh, thanks again for watching um, or listening. Hey, uh, Robert, do you have anything you wanted to plug? Oh, yeah. So if you guys, you know, if you guys want to get more content, uh, I'm going to be opening a uh, SoundCloud soon for my own composition stuff. But if you want to find out updates until then, you can follow me on Twitter at SpicyGingerTofu. Thank you. Thank you. And be sure to follow Robert, Startown, and myself on social media. You can find those in the description. 
And if you're looking for more Startown Radio, subscribe to our YouTube and Anchor.fm. Anyways, thanks again for tuning in. Um, keep on gaming. I need a better outro.